0: If I could go back and you know tell myself that at an earlier age, I think I just would have been a lot easier on myself. And I've heard this phrase, I'm sure that you have as well, but it's, um, it's that God has never once looked at us in the mirror and wished that he saw someone else.
1: As iron sharpens iron, so you shall sharpen each other. And wow, have I interviewed some iron ladies for this season. I am going to learn so much, and I hope you will too. Welcome to Thick Mom, Thin Mom, where we inspire one another to live with vibrant and long-lasting health. Okay, I'm on a trail run right now in the middle of the forest, just me and the birds and just contemplating this interview. Oh my gosh, how amazing is it that we have such connections and people that inspire us and teach us and motivate us and just encourage us in like living the passions that we (laughs) are given. Oh my goodness, I'm so grateful. Today, I get to introduce you to my new friend, Riley Ware. This young woman is amazing. She has had to completely redefine what health means to her personally as a retired Division One collegiate athlete. I can't wait for you to hear this interview. Let's get started. Hi, Riley.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: Good afternoon. I am really, really excited to have you on the show today.
0: (laughs) I'm really excited to be here.
1: Wonderful. Well, let's just start off by you just kind of telling our listeners a little bit about you and how old you are and kind of what you do for a living and all that stuff.
0: Yes, absolutely. I would love to. So my name is Riley. I just turned 24 years old last week, and so I am working my way into my mid-20s. And I recently graduated from a Division I school in Oklahoma where I was actually an athlete. And so Competitive sports have been a huge part of my life for a really long time, and so I'm in a really interesting season of life, just figuring out really how to live life without um, having an athlete as part of my identity. So um, I just started a full-time position at a health club in Kansas, where I am in a leadership position with the... um, The culture and the people so a lot of what I do focuses on just um, bringing joy and happiness and well being to all of the employees that I work with and also all of the members at our club and then. Another role that I play at the club is I am actually a certified health and wellness coach myself, and so I am able to learn, um, excuse me, I am able to um, just spread all of the knowledge and experience that I've accumulated In the past, you know, decade of my life and just really help other people implement that in their lives and help them find their own health and so that's a little bit about me my degree is actually in health and exercise science and so health and wellness and holistic well being is a huge part of who I am and what I do.
1: Well, that's absolutely wonderful. The fact that you've been able to take your own personal journey as an athlete and make that your passion and your your life's work to this point.
0: Yes, it has been wonderful to be able to speak and live from experience. And so I feel like I have a pretty unique perspective on a lot of this stuff and I'm excited to share it today.
1: Wonderful. Okay. Well, in terms of, you know, your Uh, your, your work and your lifestyle and, um, you know, not being an actual athlete anymore, but focusing on helping and teaching others. So that must take up a lot of your mental space. So um, in terms of everything that you've got going on in your life right now, how important is your own personal health in comparison to that?
0: Gosh, it is so important, but it's important in a different way than it used to be. So obviously as a division 1 athlete, I was exercising pretty intensely for I would say like around 4 hours every day. And so the transition into being just like a normal functioning healthy adult um, was really challenging because no one really teaches you what life is supposed to be on the other side of that. And so Finding the balance and um, just the new relationship with health and what that looks like in normal life has been um, really challenging. Being a female athlete, there are, you know, there's just so many challenges that come with um, body image and the relationship that you have with yourself and so i'm really learning a lot of things and i'm kind of restructuring a lot of negative habits and thought patterns that i was kind of ingrained with as a collegiate athlete and so rediscovering what health means to me has been um a really really large priority in my life and i feel like it's a little bit easier for me than it may be for other um athletes coming out um on the other side of this, because I actually do work for a health club, and it's a holistic health club, and so um, I have access to a registered dietitian, to some incredible um, exercise machines, all of that stuff. So I'm pretty surrounded by it on a day-to-day basis, and I feel like that alone has been an incredible resource for me because that's the life that I live <laughs> day. And so I feel like I may have it a little bit easier than everyone else just because it's actually a part of my daily life. But um, I am a huge believer in practicing what I preach. And so if I am truly going to help other people live their healthiest lives, I need to be able to do that um, on my own. And so it's incredibly important to answer your question, um, but just important in, in a different way than it used to be.
1: Okay, so as you have become just a you know a, a normal person, <laughs> not an athlete, seeking help, um, I have kind of two questions in mind. What does health mean to you and what have you had to change about your routine as far as uh, your own personal exercise plan and eating plan that's different now in order to maintain the help that you want? Um, not being an athlete?
0: Yeah, so that is, it's absolutely um, a loaded question, because um, it's one that I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about in the last few years, because I have had to completely redesign what health means to me. And if I could sum that up in one word, at this point in my life, um, I think that happiness means balance. And by that, I guess I mean that um, there was just so much guilt on the other side of competitive um, athletics. Because when you go from working out from four hours a day, you know, in a team setting where you have coaches and teammates pushing you and pushing you and, you know, the well-being of your team actually – like is in the fate of your hands, that's a lot of pressure. And so going in and transitioning into, um, you know, just leading a normal, healthy life, I had a lot of um, just feelings of guilt around like, oh my gosh, I have to exercise every single day. And I'm only exercising for one hour a day. And that's only a fourth of how much I used to exercise. And so I'm going to gain all of this weight. And um, I was actually a part of a team that a team sport, I should say, the nature of this sport um, is, is really tough. So we were actually weighed on a weekly basis. So, so like every Monday morning, we walked into practice and we were put on a scale, our weights were recorded and actually um, the the basically our, our success was tied um, to the number on the scale. And so I've also had to relearn um, and just kind of repattern my beliefs about weight, and that has been um, a long journey as well in understanding that my my weight has nothing to do with my worth, and mm-hmm. that that was a really really big challenge um, to overcome. And so right now, mm-hmm. finding the balance and doing exercise that I actually enjoy because leaving collegiate athletics, I had a really negative relationship with exercise and I did not enjoy it. It was something that, um, just mentally, emotionally, physically took a lot out of me. And so now the exercise that I do is exercise that I enjoy. And Mm. I've, I've discovered that you don't have to be miserable when you're exercising. And that movement is actually just a celebration of all of the capabilities of your body. And, there's just so much freedom once you make that discovery and let go of all of that guilt and all of just these, you know, just these lies that we're fed our entire lives about what health and um, exercise is supposed to be. And I think that's different for every single person. And when we act like it's the same for every person. That's when people, they fail. And so I'm just super excited to be learning about what health means in my life. And I'm excited to see how that changes as I go through the different seasons of life. And so I'm just really having a lot of fun finding the balance in what health looks like in my life, um, even just on a day-to-day basis.
1: Wow. That is amazing, Riley. That is just incredible that you've been able to to come full circle with that and being in that place of um, having to be a certain way and a certain size and on a certain, you know, a certain number on the scale, what sport did you compete in?
0: So I was a collegiate rower.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I guess there's all sorts of ins and outs and reasoning for, you know, the specific numbers for, Um, the weight of the boat or whatever. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So um, yeah. And and now it's like, you know, been able to be at your young age still and have figured out that your worth is not based on those measurements. That's just beautiful.
0: Thank you. Yeah. There's just so much freedom that comes in realizing that and I am thankful that I've come to that realization so early in life because I know that so many people and women in particular, they just live with that life for their entire lives.
1: Mm, So true. So true. Well, now tell me a little bit about your specifics. Okay. Do you have um, a routine, like a morning routine that you live by every day? Tell us what that might look like.
0: Yes, I do. So mornings are really important to me. So as a rower, I'm not sure how much, you know, everyone knows about rowing, but it is an early morning sport. (laughs) So Yes. Yes. So I am a morning person. I think my body has just been programmed to, um, to just be an early morning person and that is perfectly okay with me and I really enjoy slow mornings and so something that I'm really taking advantage of you know in normal life is being able um, to wake up you know at a semi-normal time and Mm -hmm. have time with time with myself. And a lot of times that's the only point in my day where I get to have time with myself. And so um, I, I love my morning routine. So the first thing I do when I wake up is I go straight into the bathroom and I wash my face. I brush my teeth. I, you know, brush my hair. So I just feel like a clean start to my day. And then I do a just a super simple devotional every morning, I have an app on my phone that makes it really easy. And it's around five minutes, I would say like five to 10 minutes every day. And so um, I am a believer. And so that is a really important thing for me to do. Because I know that no matter What my day brings, those five to 10 minutes are probably going to be the most important five to 10 minutes of my day because that's the time that I'm spending um, with the Lord. And no matter what the day brings, um, I know that if I start my morning like that, um, it. I just, it's going to be a good one.
1: <laughs> mm, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yes. So then after that, I typically like to get some kind of movement in. And so right now I'm currently working in a remote position. Um, my husband plays baseball for a living. And so we move around quite a bit. <laughs> and um, yeah. so I am currently working for my computer all day. And so it's really important for me to wake up in the morning and move my body. Whether it is going for, you know, just a walk in the morning or if it's just even doing a few jumping jacks, push-ups, you know, or actually doing an exercise routine. Just getting that movement in and um, just waking my body up before I before I get to work for the day. So that's kind of my morning routine and it varies from day to day. We have some really late nights um, quite often and so sometimes I hit the snooze and I don't judge myself for that. And so that mm. that is... I'm super open to being flexible with a morning routine. But that's what brings me happiness. And that's typically what it looks like.
1: Mm, That sounds awesome. So what time do you uh, end up eating your first meal of the day? And what does that look like?
0: So it really depends on what my day looks like and what my day brings. So when I was rowing, um, I had, you know, a really, a really strained relationship with food as well. And so um, I am finding and really experimenting with food freedom currently. And so mm. if I wake up and I know that my day is going to be super, super active, then um, I typically do eat breakfast probably um like around eight o'clock I'd say and it's a good breakfast so um, as much as I love cereals I know that that's not the the best way to start my fuel for the day and so that mm-hmm. can be oatmeal with banana and some peanut butter it could be um, you know some fresh fruits some eggs and veggies Um, really I really do love breakfast um, but then on other days when you know maybe I ate super late the night before, I will do some fasting in the morning just to kind of give my digestive tract some time to relax and kind of recover because it does take so long to digest food um, despite, you know, what most of us think. It's it's quite a long process and so I wouldn't say that um, I Really limit myself in that. I just kind of evaluate what my body needs and what I think my physical demands for the day. And you know, if I'm if I'm feeling really really hungry, I listen to my body, and I'm just very respectful of what my body needs um, or wants at the time.
1: Okay, so you anticipate your activity for the day, and you adjust your your fuel for whatever you're going to be doing that so then, day.
0: Mm-hmm, that's correct.
1: Okay. Um, so that's a little different. And I guess as an athlete, you've learned to, you know, plan out how much exact fuel you need to do the activity level that you are accustomed to. And so now you're able to have foresight about that for your own current level of activity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that our fueling needs can just vary so much day to day and just really um, just being aware of what your body needs and what it's asking you for is a really important awareness to have.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I, I love how you really listen to your body. That's the common theme that I'm starting to really hear among those who are you know live a healthy fit lifestyles that they really listen to their body and they give it what it needs and just what it needs and not anymore so um, tell me about do you ever eat large meals um, currently like if you have a really really busy day do you eat a large meal and then go wild without eating or do you keep it small meals or how does that operate usually?
0: So I actually do meal preps on Sunday for myself and for my husband. So we are on the go quite often. And he is a professional athlete. And so um, I feel like I not only spend a lot of time thinking about my own health, but also his as well, um, which is which is actually really cool to get to support him in that way. Mm. But I would say that my my meals are pretty decent sized. So typically in my meal preparations, I have one serving of whole grains, I have a serving of protein, and then um, a serving of vegetables as well. And so um, although I make a few different meals, um, eat for each week so that my nutrients, um, intake kind of varies because I think that that's really important to have just variation in the nutrients that we're consuming as well from a day to day basis. Um, but I also, I, I like to snack. And so as I mentioned, I'm kind of in this interesting, like transition phase of like So when I was playing sports, I was eating all the time because I was trying to keep up with how many calories I was burning every day. And so Mm. just snacks throughout the day. Like I was just constantly so hungry. Mm. So, you know, that that transition is really interesting because my body was programmed to be um, just accustomed to burning tons of calories every day and to needing um, to need to eat just snacks throughout the day to keep up with that. And so, um, not only mentally am I transitioning, but physically my body's changing as well. And so I, I am kind of getting out of the snacking phase of my life, which, um, I never had a problem with. I think that, um, you know, every single body is so different. And for some people um, eating smaller meals throughout the day is um, works better for their body while for others, you know, eating two to three meals throughout the day works best. And so I'm kind of in the middle, I would say that um, I rarely eat super large meals, but um, I do love food. So I am an absolute foodie. So sometimes Mm. the chance arises to eat like a good hearty meal, I will absolutely take it. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well,
1: fair enough. Well, um, I I think my last question is going to be about that, but we'll save it for a second because okay. uh, <laughs> I'm a total foodie too, and so I'm curious to to find out um, more about that from you. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, you know when you were an athlete and you had kind of this this image that you had to uphold and you know it I'm sure it played a little bit on the self-image thing is is strong um in that and and you've come out and gotten freedom from um from food and you've got some freedom from just uh your exercise routine and you've gotten you know freedom in your mind about uh, who, who you are personally so what, what is your self image like now? Like, as far as, you know, are you, are you, are you different when you look in the mirror now? And tell me a little bit more about your thought process there.
0: Absolutely. And I am a different person. And for so long, and I think that a lot of athletes experience this, but when you are an athlete, that's your identity, that's who you are. That's what you tie your worth to. That's what your support system knows you for. You know, that's what strangers know you for. And so not being an athlete anymore um, was a huge transition. And so now I get to spend time figuring out who Riley is and Mm -hmm. what a fun experience that has been. And Riley is she's pretty awesome. I've got to say Mm. she is, um, Mm. she's a happier person. She is a person that um, loves herself, honestly. And so when I look in the mirror, I, I'm not nearly as hard on myself anymore. So something that was really interesting is you know how Facebook memories pop up and you know all the yeah. social media they're always reminding you of you know what life used to be and so there was a point last year um, during quarantine when I was doing a whole bunch of at-home workouts and you know like everyone trying to figure out how to stay healthy and active um, when the world was shut down right. and a a memory popped up on my phone, and it was a picture of me. Um, it was a picture that I had t- taken of myself. I don't think that I really posted. Maybe it was on Snapchat. I'm not sure where the memory came from, but it was a picture of me um, in the mirror. I was, you know, it was after a practice and. It was a progress picture of me trying to um, basically get abs. You know, I kept taking pictures. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been working so hard. I've got to have a six pack by now. And so I was in the mirror and I was, you know, flexing as hard as I can. I had literally my hands were torn to pieces um, from rowing, you know, the blisters and the calluses. They're, they're brutal. You can hardly even shampoo your hair because your, your hands. Wow. And so there was just this picture of me in the mirror flexing so hard, trying so hard. My hands were just torn to shreds and I remember just the mental state that I was in and I was I was miserable. I was so physically and mentally and emotionally exhausted and to look back on that picture um gosh like I didn't even realize it at the time but I, you know, I got back on the scale and I actually weighed ten pounds more than I did um, at the time that that memory, you know, you know, was taken. And so, I, I sat down and I really thought about it, and I was like, okay, this girl who I was and this girl who I am, there's only ten pounds difference there, but the freedom that has come with those ten pounds, like I, you know. I love food, and I love to exercise, and I celebrate my body, and I have a great relationship with health, and if all that cost me was just 10 extra pounds, then I would take that 10 extra pounds any and every day if, um, you know, if I could, and so I... I have just experienced so much freedom and there's still so far to go. I mean, as a woman, we have so many things that are programmed into our minds by society. And so you take all of that and you put it on top of being a competitive athlete. And it's just a recipe for a girl to be hard on herself. And so I think that for a long time, I will be breaking those chains, but The progress that I've made, I am so proud of myself every single day. And so, of course, I still look in the mirror and I catch myself being hard on myself. But remembering Mm -hmm. um, just how far I've come and who I am today is just um, a feeling that just brings a smile to my face because I'm such a healthier happier person now um even if that's not you know what my body fat percentage says or what the number on the scale says um Mm,
1: absolutely beautiful it is beautiful it is so beautiful i just love that i love i i love everything about that it's just wonderful thank you for sharing that personal insight into that mental transformation that you have experienced and and yes I mean, there will be years to come because you're still so young um, that, you know, you will be able to grow even more into that, into that place of freedom and balance and um, self-worth that is completely set apart from any type of, um, you know, number on the scale or how many abs you can see in the mirror. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, you're not a mom yet. So let's talk a little bit about, about that. So you have no idea what's ahead of you and that's (laughs) understandable, but think, think in 15 years, what do you think knowing yourself that you might tell your teenage daughter about what she looks like and what health looks like in life?
0: Absolutely. So you know, though I'm not a mother yet, it is something that I actually do spend quite a bit of time imagining um, because I come from a huge family, and um, I do, I do think that children will one day be a huge part of my life, and so I get so excited about the idea that I have the opportunity to, from the day my kids are born to teach them and show them what a healthy, happy person looks like in the real world. And so teaching them how to fall in love with food and educating them from an early age and teaching them that we are handmade masterpieces, each and every one of us. And so just to never forget that and If I could go back and, you know, tell myself that at an earlier age, I think I just would have been a lot easier on myself. And I've heard this phrase, I'm sure that you have as well, but it's, um, it's that God has never once looked at us in the mirror and wished that he saw someone else. And so every single time that we are hard on ourselves and we're critical of ourselves, you know, um, we're actually kind of criticizing the, the God who made us. And so um, just, I'm so excited to one day have a daughter and walk on this journey with her and to be able to, just pour into her everything that I have spent um, you know my life learning about and all of the rules that I've spent breaking when it comes to like the the health and wellness world and so I am just so excited to walk by my kids one day and to teach them like this is what health looks like in real life. I know that you're going to turn on the TV and you're going to go to school and you're going to hear a million other things, but those things are not true. And you get to decide what's true for yourself. And you are ultimately in control of your own health and happiness. And um, that is a super challenging, but beautiful opportunity.
1: Oh, I have the biggest lump in my throat right now. <laughs> That was just absolutely profound and so full of wisdom. And um, I just appreciate you sharing that so much. That's beautiful. Thank you. Okay, I need to just stop right here a second because for one, I am (laughs) in tears just because that was so touching. Um, When Riley shared about teaching her kids, her future kids one day, just that we are handmade masterpieces, every single one of us. Oh, my gracious. That just got me. Okay, we got to transition. So, when you're not working at the at the health club and doing your your food prepping for your baseball athlete husband. (laughs)
0: What do you enjoy doing in your free time, girl? So, um, so many things, honestly. So I grew up on a farm and so I have such a love in my heart for being outdoors. Mm. And so um, I basically anything outdoors, whether it's sports, whether it's walking, just like sitting outside and being in the fresh air. There is something that is just so good for the soul and just mm-hmm. quieting your heart and your mind. Um, being outside is just like addicting to me. I absolutely love being outside, but mm-hmm. I am a strawberry blonde. And so I have to be careful about being outside. <laughs>
1: Oh, I totally, I totally get that. There's nothing like being outside. I mean, I'm, I'm brunette and olive skinned, but
0: (laughs) so that's (laughs) different, but
1: I'm totally with you on the, the, just being revived by, by the outdoors.
0: Exactly. And I also really love to read, um, which has been awesome because I finally am at a season in my life where I have some spare time to read. Um, we're in baseball season right now. So I bring a book to the to the field every single day. So I get to read quite a bit and I love to read books of all different kinds. So whether it's related to health and wellness or to... Um, you know, just self-help books, excuse me, self-help books, um, or just really anything. I'm so fascinated by reading other people's words and how they challenge my, my own mind. And so I'm really, really enjoying getting to spend some time reading. Do you have a favorite book from 2021? So it's not from 2021, but I do have a favorite book. Can I share it anyway? Please do. Okay. So the book is called um, Everybody Always by Bob Goff. Have you heard of that? Oh, I love Bob Goff. I have not read that one. Though. So gosh, like when when people talk about a life-changing book, That's the one for me. And really, like the backstory on that book is just that our greatest commandment is to love everybody always, not some people sometimes. You know, and our world Mm -hmm. is so full of difficult people, but we're just we're called to love them and to love ourselves. And so I would just so strongly recommend reading that book. I, I actually read it every year on New Year. That is like how I like to start my new year. Um, because it's the book that just makes your heart smile and makes you want to be the best person that you can be. And so I absolutely would say that that's my favorite book.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, I definitely have to put that on the queue <laughs> for <laughs> sure <laughs> and I am a busy mom so I probably won't be able to read it with my eyes but I hope it's on audible <laughs> yeah
0: it's, it's a really easy read too it's not very but it's very impactful
1: oh thank you for sharing that that's wonderful now tell me about um your sleep habits I know you are a morning or early morning riser and you love that so do you go to bed early or tell me how many hours of sleep you get at night
0: so, I am happiest when I get eight hours of sleep. So, a lot of times, especially recently, I've been getting to bed. Later than normal, just because we are in baseball season, Um, but I am super passionate about sleep, and that is something that I've had to relearn because when I was in college, my sleep schedule was so messed up, and I was so stressed throughout the day that even when I was asleep, my mind wasn't, and I would just wake up feeling so unrested and i would wake up with the worst mindset of like ugh oh my gosh i have to get up and live life today like i just can't do it i'm <laughs> tired i have no desire and so something that's been really impactful in just improving my quality of sleep is just de-stressing because I'm a person that like I'm just an empath and so I just soak in everything from my day and everything from everyone that's going on in my life and so really just spending intentional time um, just being mindful of the stress in my life and just kind of letting go of that that has done wonders for improving my sleep and also sleep is really important for me in resetting my my blood sugar levels um, which it is for everybody. But um, when you don't have a very consistent sleep schedule, that's something that, that really gets messed up, which can play a huge role in the cravings you have throughout the day and your mood throughout the day and weight loss, weight gain and things like that. And so mm-hmm. I typically aim for eight hours and um, I I don't drink coffee. <laughs> and so um, I'm pretty passionate about sleep because I, I'm not um, a caffeine junkie. so.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sleep is so, so important. I was going to ask you about coffee
0: and tea. So what do you drink? So I drink water. Like my life depends on it. I actually, <laughs> um, I, I can notice the difference in my body and my energy levels when I'm dehydrated. And I think all of us could if we really sat back and paid attention to it and like, gosh, why am I in an awful mood? Well, it actually maybe just be because you're really thirsty. <laughs> and so mm. um simple things like just being really well hydrated. But I do um so part of my, you know, daily routine is I actually um I I do like hot teas. So that was something that growing up was really, um, a part of my life and it's kind of a sentimental thing more than anything. Just, you know, Ooh. having a hot tea, um, is good for my soul. And then also I, I have a, an actually super healthy hot chocolate drink that I drink every morning. Um, It's a drink that is refined sugar-free. It actually has a ton of protein, has wheatgrass in it, It has a ton of vitamins and minerals. And so it kind of uh, helps me, you know, mentally start my day without actually drinking coffee. And um, I think it's more of a mind thing for me anyway. But
1: um, healthy hot chocolate always is a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like you don't even know it exists until you do and then you can't stay away from it. but right, does yep, exists <laughs> and it is a blessing.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, okay, so back to my question. I wanted to ask you about being a Miss foodie like myself, What is your favorite food?
0: Okay, so in all honesty, And I will. Yes. Yes. All honesty. I will tell this to any of my clients, any of my coworkers, my registered dietitian friends. I have no shame because I've worked really hard to not have that shame. Um, But my favorite food is Rocky Road ice cream in a waffle cone. And there is (laughs) um, there is a dairy store um, that is out of Oklahoma. And it's in Kansas and Texas and everything, um, and that is like the one place that I love to get it from. And I'm currently living in Chicago, and the closest um, the closest store is like hundreds of miles away. And so I'm going through a little bit of withdrawals, but uh, <laughs> Rocky Road ice cream and a waffle cone is something that is just good for my soul. And um, oh, I wow. yeah I I can say that guilt free, shame free. Absolutely. I love
1: it. I love it that you have your specific flavor. And so how often do you have this Rocky Road ice cream in a waffle cone, honestly?
0: So honestly, whenever I feel like it. And so Mm. a lot of times, um, my, you know, my family and I and my friends and I go um, for celebratory ice cream. And so a lot of times that ice cream is associated with like happy things going on with life and even hard things going on with life. Um, But sometimes it's just, you know, my my husband and I want to just go out and spend some quality time together. And for us, our love language is food. And so um, I would say probably a few times a month. So it's not an everyday kind of thing and I think that's what makes it special I think if I ate it every day it might be a little bit too much but Mm. a couple times for sure
1: well I love it I love the fact that you you know what is a special treat for you you know how it nourishes you you know how it makes your body feel and you you have given yourself freedom to Eat what you enjoy and um and not have any shame with it. I love that.
0: Yes, thank you. There again, that freedom is just so liberating and it truly makes me a happier person. Mm. I love
1: it. Well, Riley, goodness, I'm twice as old as you and I have learned so much from you today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's just been an honor to get to share some of my experiences and hopefully just help impact some other people's lives.
1: And I am positive that it will. And I thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your insight and your beautiful spirit.
0: Well, thank you so much for having (laughs) me.
1: Wow, wasn't that incredible? wisdom beyond her years that girl thank you for joining us for thick mom thin mom we are going to continue to sharpen one another like iron sharpens iron have a good day my friends bye-bye